Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 29. I hope you've been enjoying the new format. Me and Matt have really enjoyed putting these together for you. And yeah, I just just please keep listening, keep sharing it, keep reviewing it, um, and just let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. This podcast, this week's one, is um, it's a biggie. There was a lot happened this week in the geek world. A lot of stuff got announced. And honestly, there was so much that we wanted to talk about. And we, we, had, to, we had to cut that down to four topics. And even once we did that, we still didn't have... I think it, basically, we, was, we spoke for almost two hours today on the day of record. It is now 10 past 11 at night, and I have just finished paring it down to an hour about an hour and a half is what i could get it to it might be a little bit shorter i might go back through it again but the point is it was really tough to get rid of stuff that i you know everything was really good to talk about so i hope you enjoy and i hope enjoy it and i hope you enjoy listening to it again just leave share it like it leave a review for it uh follow us on social medias head over to our patreon uh this will be dropping early on there um and uh, before it goes public and we'll also be uploading some of the stuff that we've had to delete from previous podcasts as well as this one up on there so you can have a wee listen and you can get involved in uh, helping us create the next few podcasts as well so there are some stuff that's exciting that we will announce in the show like you know we are potentially going to get some guests in next as well um, and we're going to keep going with this oh the other thing I'm going to mention as well is that you know, we're still recording this uh, at a distance. Uh, he, I live in Birmingham, uh, Matt lives in London, so we do this over FaceTime, and we do have cool equipment that does help us, but um, yeah, a little bit of a, I, uh, this is my fault. Um, I basically forgot to, um, uh, I forgot to put my phone into airplane mode. So there are a couple of times during the record, and I didn't realize this until after um, I put everything together, that there are uh, there's some buzzing uh, <laughs> from my end, so I do apologise. I couldn't get I can't get rid of it. Uh, noise gate wouldn't work on it, um, and it is sometimes it happens while I'm talking. So uh, you might occasionally get a little bit of a buzz uh, in your ears. I do apologise, but I hope it doesn't take away from you enjoying the podcast. But I've rambled on enough. That's two over two minutes of talking. Why am I still going? I'm going to shut up now. Let's go into the podcast. It was just a very bizarre experience. It's the first time I've been into Birmingham city centre in since the end of February, and it was it was surreal. You know, like you know, at the beginning of twenty eight days later, when yeah. he's wandering around, mm-hmm. it was very much like that. Just like this is creepy. Like it's really, really surreal. And I, and I appreciate that it was eight in the morning, but even for eight in the morning, it was like this is this is weird. And then like walking through like a, a New Street station where it's usually packed full of like people traveling, it's just empty just really really empty um and of course everyone's like well most people have got their face covered as well yeah. because um you know that's what we're supposed to do and it just feels really 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 surreal so it, it was weird but it's nice like i've kind of got that um it's almost like a thing to look forward to just social interaction face to face again well, I'm back What's at work myself, and I'm I'm having to wear a mask in the shop. So when a, any customer comes into the shop, uh, and I'm always wearing the mask, and there's times when I'm talking to them and I'm smiling, and I'm like, they can't see me smiling at them. <laughs> Why am I yeah. bothering? Why? Yeah, exactly. You could just smile with your eyes. How do you <laughs> smile with your eyes? 
what's the weirdest habit you've developed in lockdown? I think because like Ooh. I've got one. Yeah, go on, go for it. Tell me okay. yours. The weirdest thing I I, I developed is um, socks. Socks? Did I, did I tell you this? Before? No. <laughs> okay, so what's wrong with your socks? Nothing's wrong with my socks. It's what's wrong with me. Okay. <laughs> Basically, what's happened now is that I've got myself into this habit is that if I don't wear socks in a day, I'm not going to have a good day, right? So it started off like where I was, my mindset was like, I need to f- make myself feel like everything is normal. Like everything's, like we're not yeah, in lockdown. Yeah. So I was like, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll get fully dressed and I'll wear socks, even though they're not entirely necessary to wear. You know, like, you know days where I wasn't going to leave the flat or the house, I was like, I don't need to wear socks. But I thought, I'll wear socks and it'll make me feel like I'm going to be everything's normal but it's now gotten to the stage is that if i don't wear socks in a day i have an awful day so i'm even even on days where i'm just like i'm in my dressing gown all day i have to put socks on otherwise i'm gonna have a really bad day you've developed the strangest superstition although at the same time quite a normal superstition like wearing socks is 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 normal and i i think i know what you mean like not wearing socks is a recognition of something's off so yeah. it's just a little bit off. I'm fully clothed. That's fine. But without the socks, it is just, it's, well, it's Bruce Willis in Die Hard. That's what you're, that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's, you're John McClane. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was living out in my flat. I had like terrorists <laughs> coming around and I had to take them all out. I had machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. You had to throw a German out the window. It's a terrible <laughs> affair. Terrible affair. Sorry, nondescript European. You have to remember oh, that. Right. <laughs> His name is Hans. <laughs> <laughs> I love though. I love that in the, um, that's what happened in the German edit of Die Hard is that they're nondescript, um, like, you know, they're German for like the rest of the world. But in Germany, apparently, like when they, you know, when they released it, it had to be nondescript Europeans. What is he, Sokovian? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just made up Europeans. I love it. Um, but that's that's the weirdest habit I've developed is socks. I don't know. I um, I, 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 I know it's not that weird, but it is like weird. <laughs> You? Uh, well, I think the weirdest thing that I've started doing in this lockdown, uh, and we, we've spoken about this, and uh, it's it's, I, I started using hair straighteners on my beard. <laughs> yes, you did tell me. <laughs> I still can. I mean, like I I look at that with envy, being able, to, you know, that you mm. can. I mean, yeah. This is this is full lockdown growth for me. This is this <laughs> is uh, this is like from from lockdown. I mean, I had a goatee before lockdown started, but I just decided yeah. that I'd let the chin bit just just. Run and just free. for the benefit of our listeners, how much longer <laughs> is it? It's it's probably about two inches long now. It's right. it's I, about yeah. that. Yeah. Brilliant. So yeah, it's great to play with. It's comforting. <laughs> it's comforting. I mean, it's the proper like if you you stroke it, like you mm. are thinking evil thoughts. You know, oh yeah, definitely, that. definitely. I mean, the idea I think was to because I, I you know I grew up at a time when like uh, metal and pop punk and all of that you know uh, fancy beards were 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 a thing. And I actually used to have like a, a, a colored beard back in the day, like in the early 2000s. Yeah. I had like a, a blue beard and a purple beard. Um, and it was not as long as this, but it was it was getting there. But this is the first time in like nearly 20 years I've grown a beard like this. And I kind of I'm tempted to do it into a plat, oh, you know, like wow. a Viking Thor yeah, yeah, style yeah, yeah, yeah. plat. And I, I, but I know that I'll look like a dickhead. But <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I don't care. I kind of like it. Just don't pair it up with a top knot. You'll be fine. No, 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 no. Good Lord, no. I... Yeah. It's <laughs> funny that you mentioned, like, you know, 20 years, like, how old you are and stuff like that. You know, mm. you, you grew up in that era mm. of music and stuff like that. I came across a post where someone posted a picture and went, I am this, I am this old. 
um, go, you know, this this came out when I was born. Yeah. Um, and it was the Power Rangers movie. Oh wow! Right? And then below that, someone posted, "I I was born when Jurassic Park came out." Oh. And it was like everyone kept posting, and it was like things that I went to the cinema to see. <laughs> it was like I am episode one age. I am. And like some people going like literally like two thousands, and I'm like I can't I can't actually cope with this. Yeah. So I, I I and then I I looked up. I was like, okay, fine. Let's see what movies came out the year I I was born, nineteen eighty two, and it was uh, the Wrath of Khan. Yes, that I was going to say. Yeah. Wrath of Khan was the year I was born. Yeah. yeah. Tron. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, there's some good movies from my era. Like, Ooh. but then at the same time, going, they're classics. I've I've. I've become a classic. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the same age as classics. You know when like like you know it's like when it, you know it's weird when when you, we were growing up and you'd listen to the radio and like classic rock rock radio would have been stuff from like the 70s and 80s mm. or the 70s really from when we were growing up. Yep. And now it's like Blink 182. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I remember buying that album. Yeah, no, 90s stations, uh, like um, my girlfriend was saying, where where she works, um, they were listening to the radio and they have it on um, uh, uh, Absolute 90s. They have a 90s radio station. And one of the girls that worked there was just like, oh, you're listening to the oldie station. (laughs) But it was 30 years ago. So if you think about, you know, know. in the 2000s, that would have been the 70s, you know? It's it's absolutely nuts. Like and yeah, I just I I'm not. It's 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 horrible. I don't like being old. No, it's because it, there's you start realizing because when nostalgia hits, you know we've got like we've we've gone through a period of there's all this eighties nostalgia. We are reaching a point where we're going to be hitting the two thousands nostalgia. Well, it's the fact that people get nostalgic for Pokemon. Mm. Like, yeah, <laughs> Pokemon like. I remember, like, I remember that coming out and playing it on my Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, I just remember like seeing commercials for it, and nearly getting a seizure. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's that, that's that's my sort of. I, I I never really got into the Pokemon craze. I did Pokemon yeah. Go. I did Pokemon Go in the uh, the year of twenty sixteen. I believe that came out. Um, I I got sort of into it, and then it was like overnight. It was just like, oh, that was a thing. What what happened? What? Oh, this this is the other thing now, though, as well, isn't it? It's Trends come and go so much quicker. Yeah, like they, they they come and go within months as opposed to years. Mm. Like, it's binging uh, culture. That's what it is. That's what it, we we binge, 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 and then like we're done. Yeah, like we don't Which, we don't savor it. We don't savor content anymore. And that's yeah, why you know, I think that, it's what, quite good that TV shows are going to back to uh, weekly episodes instead oh, of goodness. throwing them all out in one. I think that's I love that a lot of shows have done that because I love that anticipation of being able to talk to someone during the week about mm. a show that you've just watched and then waiting for the next episode to come in. Which also then feels like a really good point for us to ask, you know, what have you been watching this week? This week I have been mostly watching. Uh, so I'm all caught up with Harley Quinn now. Harley Quinn is is still one of my favorite TV shows on on, on at the moment. It's just perfect. It's it's perfect. I love that um, someone who <laughs> listened to the podcast actually came back and said they started watching Harley Quinn because we've been talking about it so much. I know. We have literally spoke about it every, like the first two episodes. This is the third episode in a row we've been speaking about Harley Quinn. Yeah. But it's worth it because it's so, so good. What did you think of the origin? I thought the origin, origin thing was great. I loved how um, they, they gave the power back to her. Yeah, and right. uh, that, right. that she yeah. owns her own origin story and that she yeah. was able to see what she perceived as her origin story and create a whole new one for herself. I thought that was beautiful. 
perfect. I think, uh, yeah, it gave so much more agency to her character. Mm. It was so, so good. It's wonderful. Cool. I'm glad, yeah, great. It's yeah, wonderful. What else have you been watching? The other thing I've been watching, now last week we talked about the Snowpiercer movie. Mm. This week I have watched all four episodes that are currently up on Netflix of the Snowpiercer TV series. Okay. And it's it's quite good. It's different to the movie. Like they are, it's, it is the soft reboot. It's um, a shorter amount of time um, as to when the train left, if that makes yeah. sense. So this concept is still right, the, the same thing, you know. There's an ice age that happened because of uh, man trying to cool the planet down after climate change. Um, the, the world starts to freeze, the train leaves, and uh, it's like six years after the world ended and there's only 3,000 people left on this train. The train is 10 miles long, poor people at the back, and there's a third, second, and first class of, like, mm. you know, uh, of, of, of people on there. There's a great line where they said, what do you see the train being? And the lead character, he says, I see a fortress of class. And it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's very on the nose. Like, it's, there's, yeah. there's, no, uh, there's, it's, there's not a lot of nuance in the, in, okay. in the show, but it's great. And, but uh, I've got to this point in it where they've kind of solved the mystery that starts the thing off. Like, there's a murder that happens. And the, the cool thing was is there's only one detective from, from Mankind left. There's one, like, um, New York uh, police detective left. Uh, and they pull him out of the tail section to solve a murder from the front section. And it's quite cool. It's a nice concept. But they've now caught the killer. And there was one funny bit where the killer's running and like he's got like the only gun like left. And people are like, oh, my God, he's got a gun. I haven't seen one of those in like 10 years. Uh, and he's running and he's running and they're chasing him. They're chasing him. And you get to a point where you think, wait, what's he running from? Because <laughs> once he gets to the end of the train, he's just going to have to turn around. <laughs> he can't get off the train. What, where's he running to? Like, it's yeah, game yeah. over, man. Game over. <laughs> But I do recommend it. It is—it's like it's a good watch. It's the worst version of the movie Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, it did. There was a cool part where uh, there was a, a, an appearance from an actor. I was like, oh, it's Jensen from uh, from from Iron Man. Uh, Jensen, Jensen, not Jensen, Jensen, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, the guy yeah. who saves Tony at the beginning of Iron you know Man. What's funny? Like, do you ever like watch like? Um, you watch shows, TV shows, movies, and you see an actor, but you see them by the character you first associate them with? Yes. Well, the different thing with Jensen, though, is he had hair. Ah, okay. And I was like... Kind of is it... So this is like his prequel story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, wow, he, he, looks, he looks quite good with hair. He looks a lot younger. I was like, wow, Iron Man came out, what, 12 years ago? And he looks younger. 2009, yeah? Yeah. Wow, 2008. 2008, so it was, yeah, 12 years ago. Oh, my God. I know, we're old. We've established this. Yes, we have. <laughs> Our memories are going already. <laughs> what have you been watching? Um, so Harley Quinn, mm. say up to date on that. I think it's just, it's so much fun. Um, I, I just can't recommend it highly enough to everybody. Um, I've been watching Vikings. It's funny that you talked about doing your beard like a, a, like a Viking. Um, I came late to it. Uh, I, I know it's been out for a few years already, and a lot of people have been talking about how great it is. Mm. So um, a wee while ago. How many I mean, seasons is it through now? How, is, it's mm. been on for a while. How many seasons is it into now? So it's, season six is the current, is the current season that's out. Uh, so me and my wife started watching it, and uh, we're up to season five. I've got to say, like, oh, when I first started watching it, it just blew me away with how good it was. Like, it's incredible. Incredible. The depths it goes to, the writing's brilliant, the characters are all fantastic. You really start feeling for them really quickly. Um, it looks wonderful. Like, it looks like that era. And I really, really, 
really enjoyed the first three seasons. Okay. <laughs> the pause. Now, hmm. Pause, yeah, pause so, doesn't give me a lot uh, of confidence that I should start this show. Should I start this well, show? Well, so right? here's the thing. Watch the first three seasons. Okay. And then we did. And then we started talking to other people who watched it. And they went, oh, yeah, Vikings. Yeah, I started watching that. But kind of stopped. And I didn't understand. We were like, oh, why? Why would you stop watching this? This show is so good. And then it starts. Then season four starts. And season five starts. And you're just like... This just doesn't make sense anymore. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's, 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 I don't know what's happened, but like when, when, so when you first start watching it, it follows the story of um, uh, Ragnar Lothbrook. Yeah. Okay. He's your main guy. He's, he's, he starts off, he's a farmer. That's all he is, but he rises through, he rises to become uh, king of Katakat. Like he becomes like the king. He's like, he's no one more powerful than him. Right. Mm. But, you all the way through it, you you you're following him. His rise, and he does some he does some bad things. But you're like, no, I can see why. And a lot of the times, like a lot of it as well is that he, you understand that he never really wanted to be in that position. A lot of the stuff he did, he ended up being in that position because of things he had to do. You know, right? And you're like, so I kind of understand where you got to and why you got there and why you're actually a reluctant leader and you're a reluctant king. But it makes me love you even more because you're leading by the fact that you're by example and by passion and stuff like that. And that's why people love you, Ragnar Lothbrok. And even when he makes really bad mistakes as a, as a person, you're still on his side, right? And the problem is, is that he did, he does make, he makes some bad mistakes as a person. And then those mistakes sort of come out um, later on. And uh, one of them is, is that he, and I, I'm going to have to talk about spoilers here. Yeah, go will, for it. You know, um, one of the things is, is that, you know, he, um, he cheats on his uh on his and his wife uh, Lagatha, who was kick-ass by the way, right? And the person that he cheats with ends up being pregnant, so he ends up marrying her and leaving Lagatha because Lagatha can't give. This her is a show about son. Vikings and not an Australian soap opera. At exactly, six o'clock right? in the afternoon. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is the problem with it. It starts becoming very soap opera, right? And it really starts doing that in around sort of season four or five. It starts focusing on uh, Ragnar's family. So it starts trying to go on to his son. So there's Bjorn, Bjorn uh, Ironside. He's the one character. But even then, you're just sort of like, I, I was on his side, but then it was just like, you're just not Ragnar, right? <laughs> you're, just, you're just not the same. And now like what's happened is that they've got this one character where one of Ragnar's son was born uh, with, they, they call him Ivar the Boneless right mm. so he was born with like deformities and his legs were deformed at birth so he didn't really have bones and or something like that like deformed bone, bones in his legs he can't walk he crawls everywhere but he's like proper evil but they're trying to get you to be on his side but he's like too evil you're just going like no 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 like you sympathize with the character because you can follow why they've gone that way and you can feel their pain so for example Ragnar did some horrible things but you can totally understand why he did that and you like i follow you i get you right ivar is like the first thing about him is like you know when he was a child he killed another child because the child wouldn't give him a ball essentially jesus right? yeah this is and a it's fun like show. that level of evil and he keeps doing all these evil things yet they keep focusing on him as a character and trying to make him sympathetic the writers are trying to make him the focus of the show and it's like no he's he's make him the bad guy he should be the guy that like, he should just pop in as a bad guy that we eventually kill and stuff like that and we should be there are so many other characters that we actually care about in the show but they're actually getting they're getting nothing and they're getting absolutely nothing in this season the season five has just been 
just awful. And the other thing, as you say, does it does it does it sound like a show about Vikings or a show about soap uh, or soap opera? It's become a soap opera. We're now watching like Bjorn Ironside, like he, he, brilliant character, is now on his like fourth wife or something like that. Uh, it's like his now his brother, his half brother, is now married to his ex-wife, and it's like I don't care about that stuff. Like, it, and it's yeah. like it is becoming a bit of a soap opera. And it's like if I really wanted to watch a soap opera, I would go watch Cory. <laughs> I don't want to watch Cory. I want to watch Vikings, and I want to have those first three seasons back. I want to have. It just frustrates me, and I feel like Vikings for me is just like it is. Ev- what's happening to it now is everything that I feel like. And the thing is, like they have announced that this season, season six, is the last season. But it's like you've done it two years too late. Basically, what's happened is that you saw how successful it was early in its run, and went, "Oh, we need to keep this stuff going," mm-hmm. but without actually realizing that there wasn't anything left to tell after that. And like it is based on history. It is actually historic, you know, fairly, fairly historically accurate. Oh, yeah. In the same way that Braveheart is historically accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I.e. it's not. Right? And it's... it's So, like, on that view, you can go, oh, no, there's plenty. There's lots of history. You can keep that story going. But the problem is, is that they've got to make it accessible for TV while also trying to tie in what's happened before with what's this. And, like, in history, especially uh, the Viking era, it's so vague. It's legends. You know? Ooh. It's, you know, like, in the, in the stories, Ragnar Lothbrok is both six foot high and has like eyes that are flame and stuff like that. You know, yeah, but you you risk though uh, with with something like a historical drama as such such as such as Vikings, you may accidentally stray into maybe confusing a viewer into thinking they're watching like a recreation on the History yeah. Channel, as opposed yeah. to a drama. And they're like, yeah. wait a minute, is this did this happen? Is yeah. that is there anything mystical? Is there anything like magic that yeah. happens in? Oh really? Oh dear. Well, not mis- not magic, but there is like um, there's a seer. Okay. Deformed seer. Well, that's that's like that. that's kind of historically accurate. You would still have like people like because yeah, they did have but, those beliefs, yeah, but if they were actually accurate as a seer, that's a different matter. He was actually accurate. Oh as a seer. bollocks to that then. <laughs> bollocks to that. And thing. it was it was the, it was just. But that's the thing. Like so, like once you get as I said, once you get past that central story, the, you know, it's either. It's not, it has descended into a bit of... Oh, I've forgotten the word already. What word? <laughs> what word? Soap opera. Soap opera. Can I pitch I a new title for Vikings, by the way? Go for it. Home and Norway. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. <laughs> Does it track? I think, that, that's, I think you've actually got the punchline of the whole thing there. So, uh, <laughs> so let's, let's move on from my little rant about that. I feel like I've monopolized enough of this, uh, of this podcast <laughs> so far. That's Anything right. else you've been watching? Uh, I, what else have I been watching? No, I've not really been... Oh, no, I've been watching uh, stuff on YouTube. There's something I really love, and I'm glad that they've been able to keep it going because, obviously, lockdown. It's an American thing. We've talked about this in private, but it's, mm. it's a great thing called the movie trivia schmodown. Mm. Uh, I absolutely love the movie trivia schmodown. Now, if you don't know what that is, uh, there's a YouTube channel called the Schmodown Entertainment Network, S-E-N. And uh, it's gone through various different guises, but this is, you know, they, they finally sort of settled, I think, with with this now. And the basic thing uh, to, to, to describe it is it's a movie trivia game show done in the style of wrestling. In that there are storylines, there are managers, the format of the quiz itself is done like a fighting match. So there's a round one, uh, a round two, uh, and the idea that there are technical knockouts and knockouts as well. Because if you get a certain amount of points that the other person can't catch up anymore, then that becomes a knockout. So it's done in kind of a sporting 
um, a, a sporting genre kind of thing, as the best way I can sort of describe it. And it's great fun. You've got ta- teams as well sometimes. There are factions with the managers. And obviously it's become difficult for them to keep things going. So they are doing like Zoom versions of the quiz. And it does work. And uh, they actually have a belt division because you've got like the singles tournament, the teams tournament. And what I've been watching the last few days has been the Inner Geekdom tournament, the Inner Geekdom tournament. So the the, 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 the trivia questions are about um, things like Star Wars, the yeah. Wizarding World, uh, James Bond, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, MCU as a separate category. So you've got Marvel films and MCU. Same with DC and DCEU, even though DCEU is not a term used. It's Worlds of DC because Warner Brothers are weird. And uh, it's 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 fun to watch. It's, it's uh, If you like trivia, and I do, I know you do, we like yeah. writing quizzes as well. So it's great to sort of see the types of questions that they're coming up with. Some of them are really hard. Uh, but I, I've been having a great time watching it. So if, you, if you've never watched the movie Trivia Schmodown, highly recommend. What have you... Um... What have you been playing this week? Oh, games-wise, um, I've been getting a little angry. One, I, I want to shout out a game that I've been playing on my phone called Bricks Balls Crusher. <laughs> uh, it's one of those games where you've got like a, a load of tiny little balls and you've got to destroy blocks. Uh, and it's, it's. I, I, I want to have a word with the owners, uh, the, the designers of this this game. What's you, happened? You, they're, they're bastards. I hate them. I absolutely hate them. I, I, I plague on their houses. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating because it does that thing. It's, it's almost like, you know, when you play a snooker game and it shows you yep. the, the dotted line into the direction you're going and then it will show you the dotted line of where it should bounce to. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. emphasis on the where it should bounce to. <laughs> I think I can see where this should be. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I pl- keep playing this game. And it's like, right, if I aim there, then it's telling me that it's going to bounce in that direction, which means I'm going to hit this. And every time I think it's going to do it this time, it's go- it never does it. It bounces in a completely different direction to what it's telling me it's going to do. So it's like, what is the point? What is the... V- <sighs> I picture you playing this game and like lining it up, just like, and then like Michael Scott from The Office pops into your head going, Am I ready to be hurt again? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a good job that I've got a, a sort of nice phone that I don't want to break because if it, if I had this on a shit phone, it would have been thrown against the wall so many <laughs> times. I might buy a case for it just so I can throw it against the wall. So, I, yeah. I, I just, like, yeah, mobile gaming is um, it's interesting. Like, those games are addictive. This is the problem with they them. Really because they're so easy to play. But they get infuriating, and when you have like glitches like that, it's like, what can I? Do? You know, well, the problem is, is that they want you to pay money to get through the level. They want you to go like, hey, if you just yeah. do two pounds, then you can get some coins, and then you can get past that level. I don't ever do that. I I've got to the point where if I'm home and I'm attached to the Wi-Fi, I'll watch an ad to do it. Except I won't watch the ad. I'll watch TV or do something yeah. else while the ad's playing. So, haha, you think I'm watching an ad, but no, I've <laughs> fooled you. <laughs> yeah, the words freemium. Of like ruin gaming for me. That's but yeah, that's a terrible phrase, it's but yeah, loot boxes it's... freemium. And if you're if you're basing your your game your your gaming model on those types of things, then I hate you. <laughs> but I'm about I'm about to be a massive hypocrite. Oh, why is that? Because one of the games I started playing this week and I absolutely love it is um Star Trek Online. Ah, no, I started I started that on PlayStation a while ago. Uh, but yeah. it's 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 a good, good game. It's a good game. It's it's free to play. Yeah. 
and you can pay to, to advance faster. Did you pay to advance faster? I did not. I, oh, okay. I refused to. But also, I've read the reviews that actually, even despite the fact that you can do that, you don't actually lose out by not doing it. Oh, that's like, good to know. You, you still, it's just going to be slower to play the game. Like, you're not going to get the nicer ships and the nicer stuff fast. But you are, and you don't get, I think it seems like, like you don't get, like, the in-game chat options and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't like people anyway, so I just want them to know about my own crew. Mm. <laughs> no, no. It's great to be but, able to do that. And, uh, yeah, how long have you been playing it? Uh, I've only actually been playing it a couple of days. Um, on And it's it's been brilliant. I've really, really enjoyed it. So um, I love that you can play different eras. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a hard time choosing between Discovery, uh, Original Series, Next Gen. Oh, wow, because uh, Discovery wasn't an option when I played it because yeah, Discovery so hadn't update, come out. So yeah. They've updated it now. So you've got Discovery as an option. You've also got the... Um, uh, the Dominion, uh, Romulans and the Klingons. So you got those options as well. Uh, the voice cast, brilliant. So, you know, it's, it's actually having like Spock, well, you know, late Leonard Nimoy, yeah. uh, having Nog, you know, oh, hearing their voices yeah, of again course. is fantastic. Um, sad, but fantastic. Mm. But the game is great. The game's Ooh. really, really good. So I'm playing at the original series. I thought, you know what, screw it. Like, even though the next gen is my Star Trek, I went, I'm going to go to the original series. Ooh. And wow, it really feels and looks like the original series. And it's just great. Sort of like, you know, I, I was recently, the, you know, I finished my first mission and I was on the uh, the Earth space dock. And it was like, this is so cool. And like, I was chatting to Janice Rand and <laughs> Leonard McCoy. And like even minor characters that have appeared in other in all the odd episodes of the original series are turning up and being part of your crew. And it's really, cool. really cool. I know it's been out for 10 years, but I'm glad I finally jumped on it because it is... It's really good well, one thing I hope that you do get, because the other game that I've been playing is something that I think you and me would have so much fun with. Because uh, I've got PlayStation VR. Mm. I've been playing Star Trek Bridge Crew. <gasps> yeah. Have you oh. seen this game? Yeah, I've seen this game. It's so I need this game in my life. good. Uh, yeah. But it's really difficult to play on your own, and I don't want to play with strangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know, because I also, I I don't think I want to be captain, uh, but also I don't think I'd want to be, uh, be barked, have orders barked at me by someone like I've never met and who's probably only like 15 years old and lives in, uh, you know. (laughs) Well, at least you get to find out who fucked your mum that week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah, speaking from experience with playing on the internet, this is, this is a thing that you do get told. Uh, Yeah, no, it's. Uh, have you ever like played it? Have you gone to a place and done a demo no, of Star Trek Bridge Crew? I've just seen, I've seen footage of gameplay and stuff like that. And like... So um, I mean, you can. I haven't got the uh, next gen download for it yet. I haven't done that mm. DLC yet. But it's it's um, the, the the versions you can play is original series and the JJ Abrams verse version as well. You get that sort nice. of version of the ship. Um, it's really cool. I remember like I, I sat down. Uh, the first time I played it, because I've, I've had it for a while, uh, it's just I sort of dusted it off and sort of re-entered that world. Mm. And it was great. The first time I did it, I put the helmet on and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm in the ship. I can look around and this is all cool. This is great. And I look down and I'm wearing the skirt. And I realized <laughs> that I'm now a female captain, which is, That's you know, so. it's it's great. It's great. It was an unexpected treat. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's a really fun uh, aspect of 
like look at it, it is properly being part of the Star Trek world. Yes, so you do yeah. go like power to shields or power to engines, power to weapons, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the person who's in charge of that. So you've got engine. So the idea is that it's captain, engineering, helm, and weapons. So cool. you've got four different uh, categories you can play as. You can be the captain that is just keeping an eye on all of the things and saying, right, okay, I can see that we're taking some damage. So power to shields. So the engineer will then take that into account and put more power to shields, and they've mm. got to divert it in a certain way. It's it's all it feels quite it's to explain it is more complicated than doing it and it's a lot of fun and it's a little bit trickier doing the original series version because you actually do have to like pick up like one of the pads and sort of like press like physical buttons as opposed to the touch screen of the jj version so there are like some weird differences uh but it's all the sounds are there there's a great moment as well where you can press a button and you're actually um, you're, you can view from outside the ship. So you are in space at one point. So you're like looking at the battle with the virtual reality and you can just look around and you're in a nebula and oh, it's Wicked. it's just a, such a great experience. But I'd oh, love to God. be able to play that with some mates. Like you, me, Rhea and Doug, we could sit there and, you know, just take on the universe together. We could do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. There's um, Talking about games that I think we should play together, there's another one. I, there's one that I've played this, started playing this week that I think we should play together as well. Um, I've started playing No Man's Sky. I have started that, but I got bored very quickly. But I hear the update is much better. Is it? So I, I've never played it before. It dropped onto Xbox Game Pass uh, the other day. And I saw it and I went, yep, please, now get onto my Xbox. Mm-hmm. So I shoved it on there. Um, and um, I've started and it's great. I really like it. I love the concept. Um, I like the idea that no one else is going to play my game. Like mm. no one else is going to experience what I experience as I play the game. Yeah, I like that there's a little bit of freedom. Like you know, you, there's there are things that you need to go do. There's missions that you need to do. You need to, to like get... mine to get fuel. Otherwise, you're stranded on a planet. And uh, yeah. I got yeah. a bit frustrated with that. And I was, I was just I like, like, I just that. want to go. See, I like that. So I'm I'm on this planet right now, and I'm like, I have to get some fuel. But at the same time, I also need to build a base. So I'm like, cool. Let's just make this my base. <laughs> so now <laughs> I'm I'm making like a base and i'm gonna get some fuel and stuff like that but i built I, it's, it's just i enjoy I, I mean as i said to you i enjoy those types of games where i'm building and i'm sort of creating and or in control of stuff like that and so i i'm really really enjoying it and so i'm looking i'm just looking forward to jumping into my spaceship again and exploring <laughs> but the thing is it's, cl- it's cross-platform as well i've read so yeah well we could play that together because i do have no man's sky i got it for like a tenner years ago but i i, I got a bit bored and then i found out that there were updates uh, and the updates. We can. Let's let's we shall, and we'll we'll, we'll fill you in we'll next week. We'll report back next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see if we, we manage can. to do it. Um, but we do have quite a bit to talk about this week, don't we? Oh because my word! This was not a slow news week by any stretch. We are not going to talk about everything that we found. No. But we're going to talk about. Well, do you want to start us off? The things, yeah. These are the things that sort of uh, piqued our interest. Now, one thing that we we really have to talk about. And I think the whole world was talking about it. Not only did they drop a poster, they dropped a trailer. Bill and Ted face the music. Bill and Ted three. <laughs> oh wow! Like we, I, I, I am a huge fan of the Bill and Ted franchise. Uh, are you? Like, uh, is it something that? Because we are of that era. We, we were saying 1982. Uh, what was it? 1986 was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think yeah. it was. No, I, I remember that movie fondly. I remember. I remember the shock when like, I started watching getting into stand-up comedy and George Carlin mm. going like, wow, that was a different character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, it, he, that character he played espouses everything that he sort of believed in, which is 
Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. But I remember, like, I remember when I first watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I was just blown away with it. It was, it was just, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, I think the new one looks rather good. And I, also, just to say, because the first one was quite an interesting, it was a comedy, but it was like a coming of age adventure as yeah. well. Uh, it was it, if you were to watch that as a standalone film, it would essentially be about how these guys got their lives together. Uh, but the second one, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, is such an all-out comedy farce kind of thing. It but becomes—it's great. I love it. I, I, this isn't a, 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 to, 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 to uh, yeah, insult no, no, it or anything. It's—it's yeah. it's just so different. It's so so different. They lean into the characters a bit more. Everything is just a bit more wild. The concept because it's not time travel. It's like the afterlife. It's quite crazy. Uh, and now well, a lot of it they based like the the. the the, the version of hell was based on a album cover. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, but, and death hilarious. William Sadler is, oh, really, he's, fantastic. he's brilliant. What's great in like Bill and Ted's bogus journey is William Sadler is cameos as looking normal as well. In yes, that movie. He does, yeah. At the very end, he's one of the English people watching the TV going, my word. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, and the third one, it looks like they're going back into sort of obviously time travel, but it looks as it's sort of a mix of the first two films that it's as comedic as the second but has the sort of time travel aspect of the mm. first i guess i'm trying to play devil's advocate a little bit oh yeah trying temp and I, I think try more more to temper my own expectations because like the, the the easiest thing for me to do is to run away going oh my god this is going to be the greatest thing ever and then i walk into that cinema and it's like oh this is this is god awful what have they done because my expectations were so high um and i guess like i want to go into it with an open mind i think it looks fantastic i am excited about it i have wanted to see this mm. um and i don't believe that they wouldn't have got involved if there wasn't a good reason I mean, keanu reeves doesn't need to do this film no oh god no he looks he's weird got... without a beard as well by the way he really does <laughs> yeah i mean there's i don't know why like ted ted could have had a beard ted ted could have yeah, had a beard yeah, i mean yeah. he does have I a mean, beard he in... did at the end of bogus journey he did and and also though uh it, when you see there's that weird flash to the future where they see like yeah. buff bill and buff ted you know the, the have you seen the trailer yeah I've seen the you trailer. know and they're absolutely huge and ripped yeah. and keanu's got that sort of weird mohawk and the giant beard there so he's bearded there but yeah it looks a bit weird but i do want to there's there was something that came up because a lot of people when when some images came out of uh, bill and ted 3 uh, a few months ago and there was pictures because they've got the daughters the bill and ted have daughters yes uh now and i think like they're called like billy and theodora i think that's is what their names are uh which is great which still tracks with uh, bill and ted's bogus journey because there's little bill and little ted so that would still yeah. work even if they were girls it still works yeah, yeah absolutely but there's uh, an example there's there's an um an aspect of nostalgia that i don't think they're going to lean into with this one because if have you when was the last time you rewatched bill and ted's excellent adventure do you know what it's not been for a long it's not it's been a couple of years so, so again. like like ace ventura has a bit of a well not a bit of a ace ventura has a massive transphobia problem at the end of that movie yeah. uh and if you watch bill and ted there's a similar thing there's it has a homophobia problem because any time they express feelings to one another. Oh, they yeah. call each yeah. other, and I'm not going to say the word, I'll spell it, F-A-G. Yeah, no, no, they yeah. call each other F-A-Gs. Uh, and it's it's a bit bizarre because Bill and Ted are one of the first examples of a bromance on screen. 
you know they're, they're, they're one of the prime uh like they, they sort of almost birthed the concept of bromance like two dudes who just love each other and love hanging out but they hug yeah, each yeah, other yeah. and then they're like oh no that's all and it's bizarre yeah. considering their entire existence hinges on the phrase be excellent to each other but the other keanu reeves news story that has been going on and uh, he's Busy, busy, busy. And uh, he seems to be uh, nourishing himself on all of that sweet, sweet nostalgia. Because not just 80s nostalgia, we've got the late 90s and early 2000s nostalgia with The Matrix. The Matrix 4. The Matrix 4. There's, there's some, it's not lots of news because obviously they can't be filming uh, right now with the pandemic going on. But uh, Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss... Uh, had some things to say about the script. I mean, I've got a quote here uh, from from Keanu. He says, Lana Wachowski wrote a beautiful script and a wonderful story that resonated with me. That's the only reason to do it. To work with her again is just amazing. It's been really special. And the story has, I think, some meaningful things to say and that we can take some nourishment from. Whoa. So what do you think he means by nourishment? (laughs) I actually look. I, I'm, I'm not on board with this. You not on board I'm with not Matrix on board Four? With Matrix? No, I'm not. I'm really not. Okay. I... Do you know? Do you know something a bit weird? This uh, during during the start of the lockdown, uh, I actually managed to because it was on. Uh, it, it was on. It was on my uh, my Sky channels. Uh, I saw all three Matrix movies again. Yeah. So I did the same. And. I feel like it's almost like the same way that people have forgiven aspects of the Star Wars prequels. I kind of get what they were trying to do with the Matrix, and I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're terrible. I I really don't. So my so I'm the opposite of you. I, actually, at the time when they first came out, I was I was defending them. Okay. I was standing on I was standing on my hill and defending. Yeah, them. we were on the there complete a opposite story sides. Being told here that sort of. And the more I've watched it, the more disappointed I get every time. Just going, this is, it goes so far up its own ass, <laughs> right? That is eating its own breakfast, right? It's, 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 it's so annoying because like I get the story, I get what they're trying to do, but they do it in such a holier than thou's attitude, and it's, and they do it is, it, it, it just misses what was so great about the first Matrix film, right? Mm. And yeah, do you know what the, Matrix, the first Matrix? Again, we talked about this last week as well. Is that the first Matrix film could have ended there, and it could have been oh yeah, to do anything more, right? The, the follow up two and three just didn't. I don't for me feel like they added anything genuinely interesting now to the Matrix. Yeah, and it's the, the best thing that came out. The best thing that actually came out of the the, the second and third Matrix films for me was the Animatrix. It wasn't mm-hmm. actually the, the films themselves. It was the stories around the Matrix. And I found them much more fascinating than what they did with the central story. Like, I, I think what really annoys me about the whole thing, though, was that, again, it's that whole, like, the, the same reason that I love that, uh, the Harley Quinn origin story changing, her, her changing her origin, owning her origin, mm-hmm. um, and becoming, and bringing agency back to her character. I thought that was fantastic. But in the Matrix, 
Right, so it, the first movie is all about the awakening of this man, and yes, he's a, he's prophesied to come, but he he owns that, and he 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 goes from doubting it to owning it and believing that he is that person, he is the one, but that he has he has agency. He's he's become the one because of his own self belief and because of what he can manage to do within himself and his own beliefs. And then we find out in the next movie, oh no no, it's nothing to do with him. We we designed you that way, we created you that way. So that removes all agency of that character, and it was just like you've. Removed Moved all the mysticism and all the things that made the one cool. Counter to what you're saying, that's the point, is that he's the first to break out of that control. The one that we're no, watching I... is breaking free from that control. Yeah, but they... so he does it's have just... agency. It's he he's been told that he doesn't, but the point of is we're watching one who does. Cool, but the whole thing is just the so disdain in Rick's face towards me right now. You should have seen <laughs> that look, people. The flaw in the, in the thinking, like these are machines, right? These are supposed to be more logical than mm. human beings, right? Mm. They're supposed to actually be more advanced than human beings. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that they didn't, they couldn't have come up with another, like, oh, their only energy source was the sun bollocks to that right we've talked about geothermal energy right you're also telling me like also like the only thing that's effective against the machines was is emp we established that in the first very mo very movie right and as much as i love the animatrix but when it goes into the history of zion right mm. it goes into the history of zion and the war against the machines they're detonating that nuclear bombs all over the place do you know what nuclear bombs give off an emp pulse mm, right yeah they should have destroyed the machines in the in the fucking war, right? It is, and yeah, do you know, like, oh yeah, the, the machines were impervious to the nuclear blast because they weren't flesh and bone. Bollocks to that, right? There was Everything was destroyed in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, even machinery. That was the point of a nuclear bomb. It's so powerful, it can destroy everything, right? So that doesn't make any sense, right? You're telling me that, right, so they didn't have the, the, the know-how to actually then go, oh, we can unscorch the skies or we can send something up above the cloud level that gets us thing or we can use geothermal the machines aren't smart enough to do that oh no what we're going to do is we're going to use humans as batteries when humans don't generate enough power to be able to do that right that was bollocks to me like that thing is like it's that was really really annoying and then on top of that right it was in the first movie he says no one knows who started the war between man and machines but we know it, it was us who scorched the sky Oh no! Wait, here we go. We actually knew all along. It was in the Zion archives. Yeah. We knew. We knew. knew. We knew all of that. It was always in there. And the... there was so much of that in the in the in. Again, I, I say and I say as I have so much love for the um the the animatrix, but it was so much of that retconning both through the animatrix, but also in the second and third movies, that just like it really angers me now watching them. And on top of that, just adding in that. The Matrix was responsible for creating some of the most amazing cinematic effects mm. in history. We'd never seen anything like Bullet Time before. And the way it worked was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it was like, this is incredible. It still looks incredible. And then in The, in the Matrix 2, they give us the Agent Smith brawl. And you're watching it going, this is awful. And like, I played... I love that fight. It, that fight's great. The CG is awful, mate. 
It looks... Some of it is. Some it of it's all No, right. all of it is. It looks like an early 90s computer game. But you can forgive right? it because it is a computer simulation anyway. But so it you... takes so much away from... No, I can't. I can't give it because they've already established how good, like, you know, by filming live action. It's not as... This is not Tron, right? They haven't, like, on... This is an alternate... No, we've created this world that looks exactly like humans... The human world of, of the late 90s was supposed... And that really really pisses me off about the matrix now as well but and, and makes me angry about the world today is that the peak of human civilization was the late 90s i ah flip <laughs> phones man yeah flip phones all oh, right so, so i think i've learned something this week and that's the matrix is rick's ridley scott that's uh <laughs> I, think, I think that's what i've learned this week it's, it's, but it's I think it's because I love the first Matrix film so much. I think it's such a fantastic film. It's a groundbreaking film. It changes everything. And for me, what it does is it brings anime into live action. Like that's that was fantastic. The, 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 the final fight between in, in Revolutions, the final fight between Smith and Neo in the sky, in the rain, those big sonic explosions, you know, that was, I, I thought it was brilliant. And oh, bollocks. <laughs> telling me it's like oh we're just gonna have this one fight between this one agent smith and neo like i am the original agent smith Bullshit, he wasn't no so he wasn't he was the one that was the um, oracle the oracle he was fighting yeah? the oracle yeah oh, i was great i'm just i'm curious as to what the matrix 4 will be like i i like this idea that there would be uh, another neo another the one that is completely unaware of what's going on and has able to sort of live um, to a much older age you know he's got into his 50s like Keanu is he's got into his 50s without realizing that he's the one I think that's but a the cool problem idea with that is is that we've established at the end of the matrix is that there's going to be a new way of working there there shouldn't be a one because the one was designed by the architect yes so there shouldn't be a one so why and but he still might that's the thing he still might exist like they may have made him in preparation for the next cycle but he never got used because they they they, they made peace the thing that confuses I, me, because like, it's easy to bring Keanu back, but it's a bit bizarre that they're bringing her back as well. I just think for me, it's like the the Matrix trilogy angers me now uh, on, 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 on retroactively. I've got, it's, 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 it's almost funny that I, you know, I've gone from being so staunchly defensive of that trilogy to hating it. Um, it's like the complete opposite of the, of the, as we mentioned, the Star Wars prequels for me. I'm now, I'm now more forgiving of the Star Wars prequels. But you've got so angry about the Matrix today. Like, and so so much anger. The Vikings and Matrix. Are you okay, Rick? I'm, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. I just, it's, it's, it's just a shame. I just think, like, they ended, like, to give, to give the, um, the trilogy, the original trilogy its dues, they did finish it on a point that it finished. Mm. Like, and I think that story was done. So, and again, I've, I'm going to go see it. Of course I'm going to go see it. It's The Matrix, right? I, I'm an idiot. Yeah, right? It I'm, may surprise you. Can... You may end up loving it. Well, yeah. So, and, and this is the thing. I need, to go, I need to go into it with an open mind. I can't go, I'm not going to go in with my prejudices. This is going to be awful. Again, it comes down to the whole thing with Bill and Ted. I don't think Keanu Reeves would have actually revisited this if he didn't think there was something in it. So I, you know, I'm gonna go with an open mind. I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna go be an open mind, and I just, I hope that, I don't know. I just hope that it doesn't just make things worse. <laughs> it might. It could be Dumb and Dumber too. Why did you have to say that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Should we all talk about something a bit more Let's exciting? talk about something very <laughs> exciting. Something that'll make me less angry. Something very, very exciting. Do you want to... Do you want to... Uh, uh, the, the, the Marvel and on, DC thing. Uh, so... It's so cool. It is really cool. Uh, so first off, do we want to do Marvel or DC first? What, what do we want to talk first? Let's talk about... Do you know what? I think... Let, 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 well, let's mention... Um, let's, let, you know what? DC is the underdog. Let's talk about DC first. So DC, there is a rumour that the new Batman trilogy that's being sort of started, ignited by Matt Reeves making his The Batman, there is a rumour that they are going to be casting another new Joker, which is... This means now that we'll have had as many Jokers in the last five years as we've had Prime Ministers. <laughs> and to be fair, they've been as effective. <laughs> <laughs> and Spider-Men as well. In Sp and Spider-Men, we've had, you know, several Spider-Men, several Prime Ministers, now several Batman, now several Jokers. It's, it's, it's getting... I don't want to say the DCEU, Worlds of DC, I don't want to say it's getting messy. It's it's getting a little bit messy. I mean, I hope that Joker is a standalone. They don't make any more of those. I don't think they need yeah, to make any more absolutely. of those. Leave that alone. Uh, the idea that we've already, I think, come to terms with the fact that this version of the Batman is nothing to do with Justice League, Man of yeah. Steel. This is a new trilogy, a new thing. The idea of a new Joker coming on, I'm kind of okay with it. So I think this is where DC could have its strength, um, the DC uh, EU, mm. <laughs> the DC movie universe. Yeah. I think this is where I think this is where it could be strong. I think actually by exploring one-shot stories mm. as opposed to actually trying to build a universe, and they can still build a universe. They could still have your Justice League universe, your Zack, your Zack Snyder universe, whatever. You could still have that. But I think Joker for me was is it's just fantastic, and it's it's an evidence of if you if you just concentrate on the stories that are there you can actually have really good films that are superhero based mm. you know um and i i think it'd be interesting to see a, a different take on the joker fine we've got a different take on batman but if we have these like snapshot stories that we can that are told that don't have to tie into anything i think that can be uh, do you know what funnily enough this goes back into what i was talking about with vikings mm. yeah Tell a story. Tell a story. Tell one story and finish it. However, the problem is, is that this isn't going to be a snapshot Batman film. It's a trilogy. So the again, tell that trilogy. From story. the article, it says that um, this is all still rumors. This is no, nothing's confirmed with any of this, but it says that the Joker would be referenced in the Batman. So the first film he's not going to be in, but yeah. will be referenced. So rather like Batman Begins, you know, he yeah, gets referenced absolutely. in that with the with the playing card at the end, which was perfect. Uh, but it's saying that the upcoming movie will not take place in the established DC Extended Universe alongside the likes of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice and Justice League. This will instead take place in an alternate universe and will establish an entirely new version of Gotham City disconnected from Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. So this is completely separate. Uh, but then you've also, like, do we have... it? Like, Here's the thing. If it turns out to be really good, would they try and make this Joker connected to the Harley Quinn from Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad? Is Jared Leto's um, Joker, is he going to be a surprise cameo in James Gunn's The Suicide yeah. Squad? It, it, I feel like there's, there's a problem where it could get messy. Uh, I, I, it might not, and I hope that, because it seems that comic book movies are now starting to lean into what make comic books so good, is because you've got all these alternate universes and elseworlds and different takes on, like, what-if scenarios. I mean, Marvel itself has an entire what-if series in the comics, and they're going to do a what-if animated series on uh, Disney+. Yeah. Plus. But 
I think it's quite cool that if movies start to do this as well. So it might not get messy. If they do it well, it can be... It, it's, it's like, you know, you know how angry I got at Ridley Scott? You know how angry I got about how I, I did say... I actually used the phrase, and I hate myself for actually using this phrase, saying he ruined the mythology of the Alien franchise and all that. Yeah. But it, I, I can actually get over it if I look at it in... Like, there are so many um, different what-if scenarios with the Alien series in comic book form, you know, because you've got not just Alien versus Predator, Alien versus Batman, Alien versus Pr- um, Robocop, Alien versus Terminator, Alien versus Dread... And none of them are canon. And that's the thing. You can tell stories that don't have to be part of canon. And I, uh, I, I'm i willing to look at this Batman trilogy and be like, yeah, this will be great. The problem is it's, that it's such a shame that they could have done some really good things by having a shared DC universe. It's just a shame they did it so badly. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, I... I, I... I, I'm going to stand by my. I'm going to stand on my statement. I, th- I think like this could be where DC has a strike if they do keep it separate. If they do explore a one-off story, and yeah, they can. You can do a one-off story in three movies. You can. Yeah, do you that. can do it. You can do it. I mean, the Matrix didn't do it very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Matrix did the thing of making a movie and then going, okay, let's make a sequel. Oh no, we'll make two sequels in a row. Uh, it would be. I'd be very interested if the Batman trilogy was being filmed all at once. And then released very, several years down the line. That I'd find interesting. But if you do something like Lord of the Rings, yeah. like Lord of the Rings was a story, yeah. three stories, and that made one big story. Yeah. That was fantastic. But that was filmed yeah. all in one go. And that was followed. Yeah, exactly. So if they're doing the same with Batman, great, do it. That would be great. I think, as you said, the strength of comic books is, is that you can read all new X-Men and you can also read Astonishing X-Men. Mm-hmm. You can read Superior Spider-Man and... Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. And you can read... It's, New it's 52 great. and, all, you know, all these different versions of the, the DC versions as well. So Yeah, exactly. And I, it's something that's yet to be leaned on. But, you know, with the, the late, uh, you've got some stuff here about the Marvels. Uh, yeah, that's cr- this is crazy. So uh, apparently the, the rumor for Marvel is that Secret Wars will be the next big thing. So like the Infinity Saga was uh, the, 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 the last few phases of the MCU, the next few phases will be building up to Secret Wars. Uh, now, they've already touched on the multiverse. They have. They have. I mean, well, they've, they've, they've touched on it. So they've touched it a little in Endgame, and it felt like they were touching on it a lot more in Spider-Man Far From Home, but then that turned out to be a ruse. But at the same time, dangling enough there so that when the multiverse is revealed, it's it's less in of a... Doctor Strange. Yeah, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which will be directed by Sam Raimi. I mean, blimey, that's, that's absolute craziness. I love it. I love it. Now, the thing that they have talked about, because with Secret Wars, they're saying that with the multiverse, they might bring in Ben Affleck's Daredevil and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Now, I imagine there will just be a blink-and-you-miss-it cameo sort of thing, like when Loki um, would turn into Captain America. So that would yes. be like Chris Evans doing a cameo. I think it might be something like that, where like Ben Affleck in the Daredevil costume is like going, what's that? And then that's it. You know, It would be just like one little clip of him <laughs> I- doing that. I hope not. You do. You hope I, not. I, I hope he gets more. I, 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 I like Ben Affleck. Right. I yeah. No. I thought Bat. I thought Batfleck was ace. Batfleck was ace. Right? And and I, I, I genuinely think a lot of like, especially when it comes to superhero stuff, he's been let down by the scripts that he's had to work with versus what his actual ability is. I think mm. he's. I think he was great as Batfleck. I just think he was in a bad movie. Well, I think he, I, 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 Daredevil. He was fine. No. Well, I, I, I do question his choice of constantly being cross-eyed to make the point that he was blind. 
Yeah, true. That it was... looked it. Uh, not. Don't get me wrong. I know that that's sort of like what blind guys can look like, and you know that's why they a lot of people wear sunglasses and and, and things like that. But but uh, I just I, I I think that the way Charlie Cox portrayed being blind was a lot stronger than the way Ben Affleck was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but the other one is. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. That, I mean, that's 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 a nice he idea. He 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 is Wolverine. Uh, but uh, the, the only way they could make that better is obviously bringing Deadpool alongside as well. Oh, of course. Oh God, yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, it's it's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman facing off against. It would be amazing. And also, I wonder if it would be a way of bringing in the Tom Hardy Venom as well, because Venom is a big part of the Secret Wars storyline. So that's interesting because obviously Sony still own the rights to those to those characters, yeah. and they've only um, it's, it's it's literally just an agreement for Spider Man to appear in the MCU. Yeah, will that cross over? And yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting thought. Just to sort of go on a tangent very very quickly though, you know, like this isn't the first time they've spoken about bringing back existing actors in in the Marvel universe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the Spider Man actors as well. Yes, no, Tobey uh, Maguire and Andrew Garfield as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were they were potentially earmarked to be into the Spider Verse. They were, they were. In fact, uh, Tom Holland, they were working on getting Tom Holland in that as well, and he was actually really disappointed that they weren't able to make it work. He 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 yeah. said in an interview, he's like, he's like, they, they, we tried to make something work and it didn't happen, and now I've seen the film and it sucks that I wasn't in it. You know? Yeah, and well, that's the fantastic thing. I, again, this is coming down to a strength of. Uh, this is how you can make the the movie universes more stronger. Is Taking a uh, taking a page out the comics mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and embracing the multiverses, you know, so you can have different because like, this is this is how you, how do you solve the problem of Iron Man? Mm. He's dead in this universe. Ah, however, in this other universe, he is a mixed race Scottish Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're growing your beard. <laughs> you heard it here first. It confirmed. Rick Carranza exactly. is the new Tony Stark. No, I think it's exciting. Um, I think it's exciting for both DC and Marvel. I think it's a way of DC strengthening their shaky start. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a way of Marvel um, really diversifying from what they've already created. Because the danger for them is now the nostalgia of, well, I'm not going to watch it now because uh, Robert Downey Jr. is no longer Iron Man or if Chris Evans is no longer Captain yeah. America. Where this, this can go, like, well, no, we're going to bring those characters back, but just in a different way. Or even better... Robert Downey Jr. is going to be back as Iron Man, mm. but he's going, to, he's going to be a different type of Iron Man. You know what I mean? It's like another thing that you can do. What, what they've suggested that they're going to do. It's not just like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because we're, we're focusing a lot on the MCU's movies. Mm. WandaVision may also do yeah. these things as well, and yeah, it I'm might really be a lot cheaper for them to have, say, Ben Affleck's Daredevil appear in WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to appear in 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 WandaVision as well. All of those things could could still happen. Uh, so I, I I'm 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 excited. I, I'm cautiously optimistic, shall I say? Yes, Bec- me too. Again, my my favorite my favorite one. I'm just going to temper my expectations and go in with an open mind. <laughs> I need to do that. Uh, but it is it is exciting. It's very uh, exciting. I think you and I are perfect for the next. Talk. Go on. The next topic. Hit me. Hit me. Go on. Because we've already spoken about gaming. Mm. And your your console of choice is, of course... That's a PlayStation. I've got the PlayStation and, 4. And mine would be the Xbox. <sighs> this week... Um, this week we're going to fight. 
Yeah, <laughs> we might fall out. No, I, no, no. I think we we'll be fine. But this week, um, PlayStation uh, Sony announced the new PlayStation Five. Yeah, man. We've also already seen um, the Xbox Series X. I'm guessing it which kind of just looks like a uh, it looks like a PC, doesn't it? Well, so here is the thing, right? They've released both of these. Co- they've announced both of these consoles. Mm. They've not said much about the hardware inside them. No. They've said they're going to be faster, but I mean, that's given, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the point of the next gen, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. And this happens every new console cycle, like new release cycle, is that I don't think the consoles are exciting for about a year. I think they release them, and it's best to buy them about a year or two into. The oh, of life. course, because you get all the bugs uh, out worked out of it. You know, a- any performance problems. But it's also when the developers have caught up with the game, yeah. when they finally realise the full potential of what can be done. Now, they haven't released price. Of course not. Right. What they've done is they've announced it. They've shown you what it looks like, and they've announced some games. Now we're going to firstly look at both of them and see and talk about design options, Woo-hoo. design choices. Yeah, because <laughs> the internet has um, it's reacted with glee, hasn't it? Like, Listen, I mean, as I, I, I'm looking at a picture of the Xbox X now, and yes, it just looks like a PC. It, it that's that's what it looks like to me. It looks actually like a um, it actually looks like a, a Mac Pro, a Mac um. Uh, the, the or oh, the old Mac, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah, one that almost looked like a dustbin, but this yeah, is a sort yeah, of square yeah. version. Uh, whereas the the new PlayStation Five looks like a sex toy from Tron. Ha! And I mean that as a compliment. It's it's inter- like I'm looking at one tweet here right now where someone says, "So are you guys getting the mini fridge or the Wi-Fi router?" <laughs> I've seen pictures of people putting two letters on side, either side of their Virgin Media routers yeah. and saying, I've got the new PlayStation 5 already. <laughs> I don't think design has been too strong in this um, generation of consoles. I quite like the PlayStation 5. I, I like Do that sort of now? sleek look that's kind of you know uh, someone uh, did a picture of it uh, it was a great meme where the, they put the playstation on its side and put it like on like a park and it says it looks like some industrial like fancy college that you'd go to to you know it sort of looks like a campus uh, of some My, sort i would live in it like, i would live inside that i just don't understand like the two wings at the top of it like they're not needed with both of these it's like they've gone for either side of gamers, right? Mm. So like with the Xbox uh, Xbox Series X, they've gone, gamers are serious. Like, ah, oh, PC master race gamers, right? That's like, so we need to make it look like a serious gaming machine. That's what we well, need to I do. think that's what they've learned that because the last time they released a console, when they released the Xbox One, they focused so much because the, the 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 one in Xbox One was that it was a, an all-in-one multimedia machine, yes. and they didn't really focus on it as a gaming console. And gamers no, right, yeah. were furious because they really didn't. They didn't talk about games when they announced it. They kept on saying, "You'll be able to watch sports. You'll be able to do this. You'll be yeah, able to, to watch yeah, this yeah. film." You'll be able, and, and everyone's like, "Yeah, but what about games? What about games?" So yeah. this time around, they've learned from that and have focused solely on it being a games console. Yeah, and I, I, say, I think the design has followed that, but it, again, it looks as you like a bin. It looks like it does, right? It looks like a it looks like an air purifier. That's what yes, that's it. Yes, right. Yes, uh, I do. I do. I, I see what you mean about like you know, it does look like a, uh, the PlayStation Five does look like a wireless router, but the the 
the light blue and the white and everything like that. I mean, yes, if if the gamer is a smoker and they smoke indoors, that console is going to turn yellow. It's my thing is, it's like yeah. in terms of the design for the PlayStation Five, it's like, do you remember like? TV shows in the 90s trying to appeal to teenagers and we all talk like rad and hip and blah, you know that, yes, you remember that yes. yeah, and it was really cringy yes. this is like middle marketing trying to appeal to gamers mm. right it's like what do they want they want it to be all sleek and cool and stuff like that let's give it wings <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's give it two colors black what colors black and white they're not colors they're tones right? like, <laughs> it's all very Nathan right? Barley that's, it's, it's it it's it looks like a console that's been designed by committee. Like yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like a. It doesn't look like it, it, from a design perspective. It doesn't. I don't. For me, it doesn't look. But good. bear in mind, like I've got a PlayStation Four that is like massive. It's 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 not. It wasn't. The, I didn't get it on release. In fact, I got the PlayStation Four when Arkham Knight was released, and I've got like a silver yeah. one with an Arkham Knight design on the side of it, and it looks really lovely. But that's not what PlayStation 4s look like now anyway. So this yeah. this may be what it looks like on release, but you can bet you'll you can bet your ass well, that yeah, there'll I mean, be like, like the Xbox uh, PlayStation 5 Slim down the line. I mean yeah. there's already two versions I, I've anyway. I've had every PlayStation uh, up and you know, I have had every PlayStation. Yeah. I had a PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um and I, I, even back to the original PlayStation. Here's a here's the PlayStation. Now, here's the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Here's the PlayStation Two. Here's the PlayStation Two Slim. Mm -hmm. Here's the here's the PlayStation Three, and it's like, and that's fine, and I get that, and it's like, it's just interesting that I th I find it kind of funny that they have to release a slim version or a light version mm. or a whatever version after the main one, and it's almost like a reaction to negativity around the design. Yeah. And it and it's not just Sony that are guilty of this. It's also um. It's also X, uh, Microsoft are guilty of this oh, as yeah. well. Then releasing them. So there's the Xbox One S as well. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, what I will say that was really cool uh, from the PlayStation launch. First of all, what was really cool is that they've adapted to the times. So you know we can't. They can't have a big event. They can't invite everybody into one big no. room because of the, uh, the lockdown. They pre-recorded and did it that way, and it was really cool. Um, I think they did it really well. But what was really exciting were the games. The games look fantastic. I have to say, they look yeah, the 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 look of the new games, like wow, mm. like I can see, you can see where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. That's what's what's really cool, and you can see that it's going to be powerful. Makes me angry again because of, oh, do you know what? I'm going to buy a PS5. Go on, yes, then we can play together. I used to own like basically what happened that like, used to happen is I used to own all three consoles and I'd play all three consoles. Yeah. I I was a big defender of the Wii U. I loved my Wii U. I okay. I, I accept that. Okay. <laughs> I'm on my own here. I, I've, I, you know, the last time I had a Nintendo console was uh, the uh, was the Super Nintendo. That was my last yeah. Nintendo console. Yeah. Wow. You missed out on the GameCube. That was one of the best. Oh, consoles. don't get me wrong. I played on them. I, you know, I had friends that had them. Uh, at one point, a friend lent me a GameCube, and I, I, I was, you know, I did play on it for, for for a bit, and you know, I did play all the Mario Karts and the Golden Eyes, uh, but uh, I. I I, I was I was very much a Sega person. Like I loved the Mega Drive, the Sega Mega Drive. That I I played that till it was dust. Uh, and it, I didn't get a PlayStation One. I did have a PlayStation Two, but quite late in life. And I uh, and then I got PlayStation Three a lot later than it was released as well. Uh, but all, I am very much a Sony person because uh, God of War, the God of War franchise. 
Yeah, so this is yeah, this is what this is kind of what annoys me, but I get it as well. Is the exclusives Ooh. to uh, certain consoles? Like, and I get it. I understand. You've got the Gears like, of War franchise, Gears of War, and I've got the God of War. We've got the GOWs. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. They're just the same game. <laughs> They're really not the same game. <laughs> They're really not. Um, but an exclusive because obviously Sony Pictures exists um, is uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales. Game. Oh, it looks so good now. It looks fantastic. So did you and play the first Spider-Man PS4 game at all? Um, no, I didn't, unfortunately. But again, it was one of those ones I looked at going, this just looks incredible. But I also read so many reviews of it comparing it to uh, the Spider-Man 2 game. That was on the GameCube that I played. Mm-hmm. And that was a fantastic game because you just swung around. There were missions that you had to do. But, oh, look, someone's in trouble. Let's go solve yep. that. That was awesome. It, it was very reminiscent of Spider-Man. Because I, I played Spider-Man 2 when uh, that came out on the mm. PS2. And I played that again. To, I played that to death. So it was very much like picking up that game and and, yeah. and and just with nicer graphics and it was it is beautiful it is the yeah. story though is so good you, you, you like there's tear jerking moments there's tear jerking yeah. moments there's a wonderful bit i've got to tell you this i mean it's probably going to be a while before you play spider-man on ps4 so i'm just going to tell you this one scene that's great because uh the idea is is that peter parker's been spider-man for about 10 years at this point there's not mm-hmm. been green goblin yet but there and you see the start of uh Dr. Octopus, like he's actually Mm. someone that you work for. Otto Octavius is a friend and you're working with him and like you're one of his interns, essentially. Yeah, a little bit like that. Uh, Now, there's there's a bit where there's history between MJ and uh, Peter that they've split up and then they're kind of flirting and playing with getting Mm. back together and that's what's really nice. So there's a bit where they're in a cafe, Peter leaves, MJ sort of finishes up what she was doing and just as she's leaving... The, the guy who works at the cafe says, hey, and it's Stan Lee. It's, it's like Aww. one of the, obviously one of his last things that he did. And Stan Lee, and he's just like, hey, I hope you two work it out. You two have always been my favorite. I was like, oh, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weep. It's just too much. <laughs> I, I, I took such a long time not gaming that I'm really enjoying gaming again because, you know what, you've still got your games that you can pick up and play and then throw away, mm. that type of thing. Plug, plug and play, <laughs> I think, as they call it. Plug and play, yeah. But what I really like now is that there are so many games that are coming out that have much more depth to them and storytelling elements to them beyond just shooting people to kill them for the sake of killing them. Mm. You know, I felt it with Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, you know, last week. You know, I almost cried over a digital bloody... I almost lost my other horse, by the way. <laughs> and... <laughs> Right, but again, the Spider-Man, Miles, Spider-Man Miles Morales already seems to be hinted that you know, and you're talking about the, Spy- the last Spider-Man game has that story. So that's that. That so you do play as Miles in Spider-Man Four, but you're not Spider-Man yet. So you see the bit mm. happen where he gets bitten by the spider. You see this happen, yeah. uh, and there are there's like a stealth mission that you have to do as Miles where. There's, there's, you do it mainly with uh, Mary Jane Watson as well. You do a lot of stealth missions with her. You do uh, yeah. a couple with Miles where you have to just sneak around without getting caught by these special forces soldiers, and uh, and it's fine. And then the end of the game, uh, like there's a post credit scene, and the end of that is Miles Morales is turning to Peter and saying because he doesn't know that Peter's Spider Man, but he turns to Peter and says, "There's something I want to tell you," and he jumps up and he's stuck to the ceiling and he's like. So what do you think? And then Peter jumps up and is like, yeah, I think we need to talk. And it's just it's just really, really cool. No, I, I, I'm i enjoying that because there was a worry like a few years ago, I think for me, like there was a worry like, 
gaming, the graphics are insane. Like they were getting so, so good, but it was like gaming was, it's all about Call of Duty and mm. shooting each other and killing each other. It's like, oh, and we can, we can see that in more and more gore. And it's like, no, like, and I, I think it was um, PlayStation, I think it was around PlayStation 3, 3 or 4, I can't remember, but they announced a game, um, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, uh, Heavy Rain? Was it Heavy Rain? Yes, yeah. that was it, Heavy Rain. And I played a bit of it, and it was like, wow, this is fantastic. Mm. Like, yes, the gaming is so simple, mm. but you, it becomes so immersive. In the it was just Mass that... Effect without the pew, pew, pew. That's, that's sort of what it exactly. was. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what's been fantastic is gaming now has moved on to a level where it is about the storytelling. Um, it's just as important as the gameplay. Mm. Like, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. I can choose to kill people in very different ways <laughs> if I wanted to. <laughs> But actually, I've got a story there. And actually, a lot of the time, it's making that decision. Do I actually kill this person? Yeah. Do I have to? Do I need to? Do I want to? Yeah. You know, it's like, and it's making you question every decision that you make. Now I'm finding that the, the writing behind game, games is catching up with the graphics. Yes, yeah. On oh, yeah, totally. And, uh, and also the voice acting that sells the writing yeah. as well, which yeah. is, is, it's particularly difficult for some games to do. I think Spider-Man did that. Uh, incredibly well because they they also had some like Hollywood actors. There was a guy from Alien, is the guy who's Norman Osborn. Um, mm. I forget his name in Alien, but the, the ginger guy in Alien, uh, he's he's Norman Osborn. <laughs> They've used his his uh, so it, cool. like, um, his image, his likeness. Um, one other aspect which I thought was quite good in Spider Man was there's a slight educational thing going on as well. Mm. They're like teaching you some stuff or teaching you the importance of. Uh, knowledge so there's there's yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. um in one of the dlcs of the spider-man ps4 game once obviously you as the player know that miles morales is going to be a new spider-man himself there's a bit where miles keeps on calling peter and while you're in the middle of a mission you'll hear miles going like so when are you going to like train me how to do this and he's just like okay no what you need to do you need to go home and you need to learn uh, the physics of pendulum uh and, yeah. and he's like why do i need to learn that it's like well you need to know how to get the right momentum to get the right swing from the right angle and the right speed. And it's like, oh, of course. So it's just like showing the importance of knowing your shit, basically. Yeah, yeah knowing your shit. <laughs> See, I put it the nice way and you just went, knowing your shit. No, no, yeah, exactly. Parental advisory. Do not listen to this podcast if you are sensitive to bad language and innuendo. We, I, I threw this in at the last he minute, did. didn't I? Uh, because I, I really, last week we finished on a top five, um, which was sci-fi movies. Mm. And I really enjoyed mm. that, uh, sort of coming up with that. So during the week I was, you know, looking for news. I came across this article on the BBC uh, and it was Ali Plum's top five 21st century Disney movies. Okay. Okay. 21st and, century Disney movies. Yeah. So anything, so 2000 onwards. Yeah. Okay. Now I looked at it. And there's, it, it's like, it, I, it's hard, right? It, again, it's like the sci-fi movies thing. It's hard because since the 2000, since, you know, in this century, I think Disney have really captured another golden age. They have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, there's some brilliant movies that have come out. And even when they've moved in from away from traditional uh, animation into computer gen uh, computer mm -hmm. animation. It's you know they've really told some fantastic stories. And well, yeah, some Pixar really great movies yeah. coming out. 
I'm going to go through their top five. Okay. Ali Plum's top five. Okay. And then I thought maybe we could try and come up with our top fives. Uh, I will try my very best. I'm looking at a, a list okay, now. So tell me, tell me his top five. So top five, his work. The f- number five was Emperor's New Groove, which was released in 2000. Yeah, okay. Interesting choice, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my top it's five. It's not my top five, no. I remember looking at the posters of that and just being like, I don't like the look of his face. You need to watch it. Do I? It's actually, yeah, it's actually quite funny. Okay. Number four, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a issue with him here because he's cheated. Oh. Uh, he's put Frozen and Frozen 2. Burn him. Yeah. <laughs> so number four is Frozen and Frozen 2. I mean, yeah, burn him. He's got the ice. Burn <laughs> him. Like melt. melt him. Um, so Frozen, Frozen 2. Okay. What do you think about Frozen? Uh, again, Frozen I've not 2. watched either of them. I do want to watch them because I actually have heard good things to a point um i I think i think it's 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 i think they're they're there now because they're still quite new and fresh maybe in 10 years time what year did frozen come out uh oh frozen was only about five years ago i think so it's 2015 2013 2013 so seven seven years years ago ago. wow blimey yeah Yeah. um so uh, number three is tangled all right, yeah, I've seen that. That's 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 a fun film. I don't know if it would be in a top fun. five, but it's a fun film. Interestingly enough, the reason he's put Tangled higher than Frozen is the same reason that if they were either in my top five, I would do the same mm. thing, which is Tangled's a better story. It's a more rounded story than Frozen, right. whereas Frozen's power is behind, is like the songs. Number two. Okay, here we go, number two. Is Moana. Not seen it, want to see it. I, I've, yeah, I've seen like bits of The Rock recording his his voice uh, stuff, and it, it's great. Like what I've seen of it, so I, I do want to see it. But it's on my watch list on Disney Plus. It is on my watch list. No, Moana is a great film. I, I, I you know, it is a, actually it is yeah. a great film. So definitely worth watching. Uh, and number one is Zoo uh, Tropolis or Zootopia. Not seen that one. This is a lot on this oh list God. that I've not seen. What is wrong with but you? But again, it's on my watch list on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, so it's a great film, and it is a great film. Uh, Zootropolis, w- well worth watching. Um, Would you say number one Disney film of the twenty first century? Right. So here is my list, and again, this is all opinion. Yeah, of course. Right. This is all opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm putting this on the fly as well. Uh, number five mm-hmm. for me is uh, Lilo and Stitch. Right. Okay. Yeah. Love that film. I think it's just such a wholesome, lovely film, and. I think one of the greatest things that's happened in the 21st century for Disney is that it's moved away from the love story thing. Not every film they have has a love story in it, which I think is really, really yeah. cool. Um, and Lilo and Stitch is about family. And I really, I just love it. It's a feel good. It's film. the Fast and the well, Furious, but a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's about family <laughs> and drinking Corona. <laughs> right. So I think number five for me is definitely Lilo um, and Stitch. It's definitely okay. that. Uh, 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 Lilo and Stitch. Uh, number four. Uh, would be Wreck It Ralph. Oh, great film! That is a great film. So good! Yeah. It's such a great fun film. Sequel uh, really, not really as good, but the the the. No, but the sequel still. I, I don't think the sequel shouldn't have been made. I think it's it was fine. Yeah. It didn't add anything to it. Kind of a footnote. It it's fun. kind of a footnote. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, number three, um, would be Moana. Okay. As I said, I think it's a great mm-hmm. film. Number two mm-hmm. is Zootropolis. Okay. So it is in my top okay. five. So they, his number one and two are not too far off from what I was going to, what I would have put. Uh, but my number one movie is actually Big Hero 6. Oh, very cool. Okay. I think, I think it's just a fantastic film. And I think like it tackles, again, it's about family. 
the way it deals with loss and grief um, and trauma mm. is just fantastic. Um, and it's just well worth watching. And it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. But like that scene um, in Big Hero 6, and if you've not seen it, spoiler, mm-hmm. right? But the scene where he goes, Takashi is with you or mm-hmm. is with me. And he plays the video footage of him trying to build. You yeah, know, yeah. And it's so emotional. It's like, even just watching that clip in isolation gets me going. <laughs> like, it's, it's one like, of the only Disney films that properly shows the grieving process because even Lion King doesn't really do that. Yeah. This film is how to deal with grief. It yeah. really, it, it, it's a focus of it. It's about how like a group of friends is trying to help this boy come to terms with the death of his brother. It's not just about their adventure, that they are helping him. No, it's it's absolutely brilliant, and it's it, that's for me is why it's the best one of the best movies they mm. made because it not just it it looks fantastic, mm-hmm. but the story it tells I think is so important and so well yeah, done. You know, good, good, good How list, you, good what list. So I'm trying to look at so I'm because this is going to be a bit on the fly, so I've got to try and remember which ones I pick. So number five, I had I had selected my number five. It's a bit out there. It's a Disney live action movie. Oh, okay. It's called Sky High. I don't know if you've seen Sky High. Sky High is a brilliant take on superheroes going to school. Uh, So you've got, so Kurt Russell is like this big famous superhero and it follows uh, his son who is going to school, but his son hasn't developed his superpowers yet. Oh no. So uh, his son ends up going into, get being put in the sidekick class. Uh, and it's such a fun film the cast is great because you've got uh bruce uh, bruce campbell is the gym teacher Mm. (laughs) so he's like um, sergeant boomer or whatever and he's got the big voice (laughs) um it's got um her name's danielle panabaker who was she's in the flash she's in the flash tv series i don't know if you watch flash she's killer frost in the flash but she plays like a poison ivy type girl um but obviously really nice. And it's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it as like the... the, the right, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> it's go. such Mate. a fun take on superheroes going to school. So yeah, that's my number five. Uh, okay. Number four, I'd probably say... Um, I, I'm gonna, This is going to be quite low for some people. I'm going to put up. I'm going to put up there. Uh, so- Disney Pixar. You're not counting yeah, that as I Disney. I was going to say technically. technically. It's, I mean, if you were saying Wreck-It Ralph, uh, I should be allowed to say, because that's Disney. Wreck-It Ralph is Disney. It's, it's Disney Pixar, isn't it? Nope. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Totally uh, but I'll say, I, I will say, yeah, Up, because it is, it's a wonderful okay. film. I'll give you G- it. Give it to me, please. I need it. Uh, then I'm going to probably say, I think of the, the newer ones, I think the new version of Jungle Book is really really good the live action jungle loved, book is brilliant i loved what they did because they they took aspects of the animation that people mm-hmm. loved but they brought in things that had been left out from the original yeah. book yeah um and i actually thought Shir khan was a much scarier character yeah. in this than he was in the class and also baloo was much more heartbreaking the scene where baloo is telling mowgli to leave is one of the most is is such a sad scene and bill murray sells it so well uh and also props to christopher walken for making king louis one of the scariest creatures i've ever seen in a film 
Uh, just, just amazing, just amazing. Uh, now, my number two, uh, I'm going to say The Incredibles. It's another Disney okay. Pixar, but I'm going to say The Incredibles. Uh, one of the best superhero movies ever made, let alone one of the best Disney films ever made. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so much has been said about that. And, you know, we've you know, we've all heard the typical stuff. It's the Fantastic Four film that we should have got. It, it, it is. It's like it's Fantastic yeah. Four and Watchmen. Yeah. So we should be annoyed that yeah. Fox didn't do yeah. that. Not not annoyed that the, 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 the Incredibles exists. We should be annoyed that Fox couldn't deliver the Incredibles. Yeah. But it's also a mix of the Fantastic Four meets Watchmen with the superhero registration yeah. and banning yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, the, the, the the use of superheroes and blah blah blah. Uh, very good. Really love that film. But my number one uh, and. And again, I'm sorry for the nitpicking of Disney Pixar, but my number one is Coco. That film will break me every single time I watch it. I will be a blubbering mess. I don't care. I mean, I'm, I would be happy to do a reaction. We should do this for our YouTube channel. Make me watch. Make me watch Coco and watch me we'll cry. Watch Coco together. Socially distanced Coco, so I can't even hug you when you're crying like a baby. Seriously, though, that I remember when I first watched Coco, and there's a moment where, because it, it's it's a film that deals with Alzheimer's in a wonderful way that doesn't focus solely on it, so it's a drag, but enough to like make you relate to it. Like you, you, when yeah. when the Coco, Mama Coco, the the grandmother or the great grandmother, she. Uh, when she's demonstrating that she has Alzheimer's and she's like, Papa, he's, he's coming home. I, I realized I was like, oh no, oh no, I'm going to cry. Oh no, I know what's going to happen at the end of this movie. Oh God. And yeah. it gets there when he plays her the song saying, your dad, your, your, your father wrote this for you and sings the song, Remember Me. And again, yeah. remember me having such different connotations on remember me because I've died and then remember me because you've lost your memory and oh my god just all of it like I mean I'm just looking at Matt's face here and I can actually see the tears starting to <laughs> swell up <laughs> that bottom lip is starting to quiver mm -hmm. man mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you okay? Uh, I will be <laughs> so I mean like that's my yeah, top five uh, right there you know, it's a beautiful film beautiful mm -hmm. film You've now ruined us doing top five Pixar films. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Coco will be number one on that one as well. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you're sharing and subscribing and maybe leaving us a yeah. little review as well. Please do that. And if you want some extra content, uh, pop up. There's going to be a lot of oh, extra wow. content from this one podcast alone. Um, I'm sitting looking at my timer at one hour 46 yeah, right oh, now. I'm about to hit um, one hour 47. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So uh, we actually do release, we will be releasing a lot of extra mm. content uh, on our Patreon page uh, for anyone who wants to support the podcast uh, and, and help us eat. Uh, Indeed, <laughs> help us eat, pay the bills and maybe get some better equipment that won't crap out uh, like mine yeah. did last week. Or maybe pay for you to actually watch some of these Disney movies. Yes. You should have watched. Yes, I'll put them on my wish list and share that on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks for listening, guys, and we will, well, we'll let you know if there's any guests, but we, uh, we will speak to you next See week. See you next week, everyone. Love you. Bye.